What's up, Rad Dads? This episode, we are interviewing uh, a gentleman who is uh, an expecting dad. First child. Um, so we're going to start uh, running through some questions. And he happens to be uh, Rob's brother. So Nick, you want to introduce yourself? How you doing, everyone? Uh, Nick Schilt. Um, my wife is 25 weeks pregnant, so we're enjoying the ride. Um, and looking forward to February 9th. Hopefully it gets here sooner than later. Ah, you got a uh, winter baby. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, what were your first thoughts when you first found out your wife was pregnant? Thank God. Um, we had been trying for probably about six months. So we were getting to the point where we were thinking about entertaining going to doctors and seeing if everything was working right and started doing research um, and the more we read, the more we found out that you should continue trying no matter what and just try and relax and de-stress for the first year. Um, Wait, let me, hold on. That I went through the whole scenario too. I got three kids. Relax and de-stress. When you're having your first trial, <laughs> it is not possible to relax or de-stress because it becomes a freaking job. Yep, 100%. Um, I don't know about you, but my thing was about to fall off. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We tried to have fun with it as much as possible. Um, We just stopped putting a clock on it and let things be natural. Yep, I Um, agree. Happens when it happens. And it happens when it happens. And, you know, as I'm sure I'll say a couple times tonight, it's in God's hands. Mm -hmm. So whatever is going to come in the next three months is going to be what it is. And we'll roll with the punches and we'll pool our resources, whether it's books, friends, family, um, and just keep rolling. That's a great uh, mentality to have. Um, Not to be uptight, not to be nervous, not to be anxious, but just to let things fall as, as you know, as they fall and let things happen as they happen. Yeah. you stressing over it or worrying about it isn't going to change anything. No, it makes things a lot worse. So all you're going to do is make yourself ill, stress out your partner, whether the man or the rela- man or woman in the relationship, and it, it's not helping anything. So you just have to talk about it, get it off your chest, and just try to roll with the punches. Yeah, no, that that's that's a good strategy. It's a great strategy um, because stress is the worst when women are pregnant, not only on, on, on the, the male, but also the female. Um, it, you know, it does things inside to, to the baby. Uh, was this planned? Yeah. Yeah. To, uh, I mean, we probably had a, we've been married for a little more than three years. So we had our master plan, but again, man plans, God laughs. Um, so we, you know, we wanted to be pregnant sooner. Um, but that wasn't, what happened? So we're here now and I got to spend a lot of time with her during COVID while she was pregnant in those first couple of months. And it's probably happened the best way that it could. That's awesome. That is awesome. Uh, so ah, this happened during COVID. Yep. So you guys had a lot of time to practice. <laughs> All right. A lot of time. <laughs> I'm sure you're not the only ones. There's going to be a lot of February babies. Um, what are you doing to prepare? Read any books? Uh, we have. Um, we're in the midst of reading What to Expect When when Expecting. That, That's is, a, the, that is the most popular book. Yep. That's the one we had. Then we, we got a shit ton of books. 
I didn't read, nor did my wife. But we had them. I don't know. I don't know why, but we had them. But I, I cut you off. I apologize. And then the other one that we're reading is Baby Wise, which um, should help form sleep patterns for the child. So that way, after the first six or seven weeks, they're into their own pattern. Came recommended from a friend in the industry. So we're going to give it a shot. And I'm going to say, I'm going to tell you right now, when the baby's ready to sleep at night, the baby's ready to sleep <laughs> at night. There's no such thing trying to get patterns down because the, the baby gets, you know, coming out of the womb, it gets its days and nights all screwed up. So, but it's going to be every three hours, either you're going to be up or she's going to be up. So that's coming from experience. <laughs> I'm sure Rob can, uh, Rob, 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 uh, can, uh, interject here and, and say he had the same experience as well. Um, Nervous or scared? I know you said you guys aren't nervous or scared. Any? Uh, anxious. I just wanted to be here. I mean, we have a lot to do. Um, I run a business. My wife runs an apartment. Um, so right now we're focusing on our other stuff uh, because from September to Christmas, we're both swamped. So we're handling our business doing baby stuff when we get home, when we're together, um, trying not to get too wrapped up into any one thing. Crib arrived today, so I'm sure we'll put that together Thursday. Damn. For example. Um, I don't know who gave it to us, whoever did. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'll find that out later. Um, but come January, that's when we'll start to buckle down and and really get everything quote unquote complete, but it's more anxious than scared or nervous. How do you guys, since you, you mentioned you own your own business uh, and your wife runs a department, how do you guys plan on balancing uh, business and parenthood? Um, so for me, it's a lot of just taking my hands off. Um, I have very capable people that I work with. Um, they just need to be in empowered to do everything. Um, so basically I'm splitting my tasks into two or three, giving everyone, depending on when their schedule is going to shake out, which I just gave them yesterday or two days ago, um, and then make certain people responsible for things and then set reminders in their phones so we don't miss anything. Give them an opportunity to step up. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. Um, and, you know, some of them want it and some of them, you know, are helping me get through this which is fine um and they don't want to go to the next level um and both are okay and it's different paths for different people sure um and i'm gonna utilize them and and help me take some time off of work when when the baby gets here and my wife's doing the same thing hers is a little more detailed because she manages more people um but she is basically putting event reminders in to every single employee that she has on what they should be doing on a day-to-day. -day. So, um, and then I plan on taking off a month from work. I believe she's taking off four and a half. Wow, um, okay, awesome. And then we'll go from there. Probably after my month off when I'm at work and she's not, that'll be the hardest. My wife was pregnant for three years straight. <laughs> <laughs> so her going back to work was kind of difficult <laughs> yes we had a tv <laughs> uh, uh 
Any advice on expecting fathers? Don't renovate your house. Um, do not renovate your house. Don't do any projects in your home while your wife is pregnant. Um, the more normal you can keep things, the better. Uh, bouncing or in and out of hotels and family's house and staying locked in our room for three or four days um, and then having to be kicked out because they were doing the floors and kitchen cabinets and we had to disappear for three days and we had no notice wasn't fun and even less fun when your wife's pregnant and has to pack her life into a duffel bag well that's because the, the, her senses are all heightened now so any any little change in anything uh she'll smell right and, yeah so it, that can drive women crazy any crazy um uh, cravings has she had any crazy cravings so uh, up until last week no all she wanted was fruit so I had to keep the house stocked with fruit, apple juice, and ginger ale up until last week. And then last week on my way home from work, she called me. I was probably about five minutes out from home. She tells me she's starving. She needs food right now. And she wants truffles with fruit filling. Chocolate truffles with fruit filling. So I'm, we live in Mawa. I work in South Hackensack. I was in Ramsey. Um, three quarters of the way home. So I stop at State Line Diner. Can't fail with their Greek salad with chicken. Um, she loves it. So I pick that up, drop that off, turned around. Here's a little bit just to get you started. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give you this. Buying me I'm some time. Back. Turned around, went to Garden State Plaza, took pictures of everything that they had, sent them to her, waited 10 minutes. <laughs> And got my list, and $118 later, I came home with chocolate, fruit-filled chocolate truffles. Never even heard of them. Yeah. It, I'm not going to lie. They were fantastic. Oh, I was going to say, were you allowed to taste them? Yes. <laughs> I bought a couple for myself. The whole 114 <laughs> wasn't hers. But uh, they're good. For, for, I'll never forget the first thing my wife asked for uh, after she gave birth to my first daughter. She looked at the doc. She goes, uh, can I have my cheeseburger and fries now? <laughs> <laughs> Leading up to the pregnancy, she was in the hospital, uh, I think two days prior, uh, and she couldn't eat. She was having some complications. So then she wanted a cheeseburger and fries. The doc's like, you can't have anything. We can't give you anything that heavy. You got to eat light. So after my first daughter was born, she's like, can I have my cheeseburger and fries? <laughs> so she got it. Yeah, so, some of the cravings, some, some stuff I've heard uh, for different women is, is, is uh, pretty crazy. Yeah, she I, honestly everything's been fairly normal. Which she normal, her eating habits have actually gotten better being pregnant. I mean, she eats so much fruit and vegetables. That's and great. Eggs. Yeah, that's it, awesome. It's 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 good for me because I go to the market every day and I just pick stuff up for her while I'm picking stuff up for my job. So it's that that's awesome because then you hear horror stories of people go the other way where they all they eat is junk. Well, we still have three months left, so uh, I'm going to knock on wood. It and... shouldn't change drastically. Once that, that first uh, craving with the fruit, that typically lingers for, for most of the pregnancy. Well, I still have half the box, so I got <laughs> at least one more week of, of not going back to Garden State Plaza. <laughs> so are you ready to change that first diaper? Yeah, it, that's not going to bother me. Uh, I've worked in restaurants since I was 13, so I've... I'm pretty sure I've seen way worse. So, so just so you know, that first diaper is not poop. It, it's not poop colored. It is this 
mustard seed looking fucking nah. it's like almost almost you, you're getting a a, a pretzel and, and getting a spicy hot uh, spicy brown mustard with the little little um uh mustard seeds in it that's what it looks like good to know and you're saying how the hell does this come out of my child <laughs> uh do you plan on breastfeeding you not your wife uh no Th- thankfully i w- will not be doing that you're not gonna get the moob no n- no moob <laughs> Um, definitely not. Have you guys, uh, well, does your wife plan on breastfeeding? Uh, in God's hands. So we'll see. Um, you know, we can make all the plans in the world, but if it's not going to happen, it's not going to happen. And I know some women, they lactate like crazy and they produce a shit ton of milk. My wife, she, she went as long as she could. Um, she didn't hit the, the, the mark of when it's the, the recommended time for breastfeeding. But she just couldn't do it no more. So, I, I mean, like if I said, she, if she can and she wants to, listen, we we can sit here and and talk about it. But it's not my choice, right. nor is it any father's choice. So, if it's something that she wants to do and she's comfortable with it, and she can, then she will. Because for me, it's going to save us a ton of money. So, if she wants to do it, absolutely, go right ahead. But if she's not comfortable with it or it hurts or whatever else, or she can't, it's not something we're going to stress over. So it's planned in our budget to go to the most expensive formula because things happen. And yeah, you never know. I know I wasn't an easy baby and I don't believe she was either. Um, so I'm expecting that we'll be on Similac or some other crazy expensive version of formula well that's that's a good thing that you guys are planning for it uh i do recommend putting a little bit of that breast milk in your coffee if you like coffee i will not be trying that (laughs) from what i've read it doesn't taste good (laughs) (laughs) nobody puts breast milk in their coffee no am i the only one i i think so sal (laughs) Hun, I hope you're not listening. Um, so, do you do you plan on sending your child to daycare? Uh, thankfully, we're we're fortunate that um, I I'm probably a little older than the first time father, so I'm 37. Um, her parents and mine are both nearing retirement, so my mom's going to take care of the baby for the first six months after Teresa goes back to work, and then her mom will take over after that that's great um that's great hopefully help. this won't be our last child so that will keep her mom busy for a couple of years um and we'd rather them be with someone we know and sure. love than put them into daycare and we have the flexibility to do that so if we can we will you can be like us three years straight pregnant three years straight i i tell you having having so my mother-in-law lives with us and having her in the house when when my kids were born uh it saved us a tremendous amount of money because I hear horror stories of what daycares cost for not only infants, but as the kids get older, uh, it's a ton of money. So she saved us a lot. She still lives with us. She still helps out. Um, but having having that extra hand does help. Yeah. That's great. Um, <clears throat> so have you guys, uh, you got to edit that, that. Yeah, thanks. That, sorry. <laughs> 
Uh, you guys start planning. Uh, have you packed your overnight bag yet? No. Um, a couple people have advised us that it should already be done. Um, I think when you get closer. I mean, yeah. you're still still early. I mean, we, we have three and a half months. Yeah. If if she goes into labor now, I'm not worried about the overnight bag. No. Yeah, you're right. Um, so come January, when we get down to the last four or five weeks, that's when we'll pack it. Um, everybody I know that's been pregnant in the last two years has given me advice on what needs to go into that bag. The only thing that I know that I have to have is in a, the best Italian combo made in New Jersey for after <laughs> that kid comes out because it's the only thing that she wants after it's over. Where is that Italian combo coming from? Uh, it's actually going to come from Clemente's. Oh. Um, they do a really, really nice job. Um and it's going to be close to her family so they can pick it up on their way to the hospital. So for those of you uh, who are not from the area and for those four people that are listening, Clemente's is a uh, deli bakery in South Hackensack, uh, family-owned Italian, and they have phenomenal food. But that's a great choice. Yeah, hers, not mine. Um <laughs> I, I would pick my own restaurant, but we, we don't make that, so we're, we're not a deli. Um, I wish she craved my food every night because it would be a lot easier, but, you know. Do you, uh, are you planning on staying at the hospital? As of right now, from what I hear, I don't really have a choice. Um, are, you, are you going to the hospital closest to your business or one closest to where we live right now? We're going to Valley. Okay. Um, so... Somewhere in the middle. Because <laughs> um, I think the closest one is actually from my home is into New York, which would be insurance yeah. Yeah, nightmare. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree. Um, so we're going to Valley, and she loves everyone that's been taking care of her there so far. Um, but from what I understand, once she gets admitted, I can't leave. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. That's because cool. of Because of COVID. Ah, okay. So unless by February everyone gets a vaccine, um, I imagine it's going to be much of the same. Um, Somebody told me it was going to be the October surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, While you're at the hospital, a little bit of advice. So your child gets pushed around in this little, looks like a hot dog cart, kid in in this little clear thing. And underneath are a ton of diapers and things for the baby. Don't hesitate to take a couple and stick them in the duffel bag <laughs> because they come in handy. It, it's like vacation. Leave extra room in your suitcase. Yes. Yes. Leave extra room in the suitcase. Perfect. <laughs> Did you do anything different for your wife during pregnancy? Um, small changes. Uh, you know, we have a dog, so, you know, take responsibility of the dog, make sure that I'm doing the morning walks and the night walks. Um, you know, I don't want her out late with a 50-pound pit bull dragging her around. Speaking of a dog, has anybody given you advice on what to do, how to introduce the baby to the dog while... Yes. Okay. We were actually told what they clean the baby with to bring that blanket home. So yeah, so they say the blanket when, when the baby's on the blanket, whatever the the blanket the baby's on, take that blanket home, and and put it you know in the dog's bed so or put it near the dog so the dog can start 
familiarizing itself with the scent and understanding, hey, something new is coming into the house. Yeah, which was, I, I had never heard that. So I'm glad it, a couple people now have told me that. So um, we're definitely trying it. She signed on to it. So awesome. We're, we're all on board. Has anyone ever told you that you, you can't have sex with your wife while she's pregnant? You know that myth about bumping the baby in the head? You know, uh, mine is nowhere near long enough. <laughs> so I, I'm about eight inches, maybe 12 inches Shy. too short. Um, so lots of sex as much as possible. That, that's whenever, what they say. Whenever yes. she allows it. Have you get, did we ask, did I ask her about a name? Do you pick a, do you pick a baby's name yet? Um, I have. I've picked a name. Um, well, you got to pick two because do you know? Oh, do you know the sex? We know the sex. We're Aha, having a baby girl. That's right. Okay. So um, I have picked the name. Um, she is not dead set on it yet. So we'll see when the baby comes out. If it looks like the name I've chosen, then that's going to be the name of the child. So uh, advice is don't share the name of the child with family. That's what I was told. Because I did that the first time, and man, oh man, what 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 kind of name is that? Why are you gonna name the baby that? We never heard that name before. Why don't you name it like this? It's like no, the the worst mistake we could ever make. Everybody's got an opinion. Yes, yes, just like an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Um, have you researched what to expect once your baby? comes out of the veg uh yeah most of our research we're we're kind of lining up for january um but we've started based on the books we're reading we've started to get into that so it's not we're not again we're not stressing out over it yet um january is kind of when everything will line up there now is she going are you guys doing natural or is it uh I we're planning natural, okay. But you know, depends on what I yeah. Right. Hey, awesome. If they say there could be a complication, then she's gonna get a C-section. My my wife's petite, and she wanted to do natural. I love her doctor, guys. Indian guy, he's awesome. He goes, I have an Indian couple. I I respected their wish to 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 go natural. She's just as petite as you are, and he said she was thirty six hours in labor, and he said okay. Now we're doing it my way. And he gave the, the, the woman a C-section. But this guy was like this, man. Lightning fast. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. I, I got a little white <laughs> sitting behind the screen. <laughs> a shot of blood went across the screen. Oof. So, yeah. Uh, when they tell you to follow the baby and don't look back, follow the baby and don't look back. <laughs> I'm staying above the curtain, I think, as of right now. That's what everyone has said. That's well, when you say zone. above, by the head, by your wife's by head. By my wife's yes, head, yes, so yes, she yes. can hit me repeatedly. I'm going to stay up there. Yeah. It's safer. She, she, she won't be able to hit you because I think she'll be tied down. <laughs> <laughs> she'll, be, uh, she'll be in la-la land. But yes, follow the baby and don't look back. Um I looked back and they were washing my wife down like she was a freaking car with iodine and her insides were on top of her stomach. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, well, I'm going to follow the baby. <laughs> no more. No more looking at uh, my wife. Uh, 
on pause. What are you trying to, what are you trying? So when I was saying before, you followed a baby and don't look back. When you follow a baby, that means they, they wash the baby down, they clean the baby up, make sure the baby's crying, make sure the baby's breathing. And then you leave the room with the baby and they, they finish taking care of your wife. This is my experience from C-section. Uh, as far as when your wife gives birth naturally, I believe everything is done in the same in the same room. You don't leave the room and, and your wife is there and there's nothing to stitch up unless you ask them to do a little stitch and make it a little tighter for you. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I've uh, heard that before. I, I did not know that uh, with a C-section you left the room, but ho hopefully we do a natural birth and uh, I can be with both both my girls. Anesthesiologist is great. Um, men are not allowed to watch. Uh, if your wife gets an epidural, they're not allowed to watch the epidural. They had too many guys just faint because of the size of the needle. Um, but they're, they're pretty cool. The, at least the, the first guy we had, my wife had, guy was listening to music in the background. And every couple seconds, he would ask my wife, hey, how are you feeling? If she was nauseous, he would he would insert some concoction through the IV system just just to help her with the nausea. But uh, it, it was an interesting experience. Um, become friendly with the anesthesiologist. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a couple things that you got to do once once the baby is born, and the first thing babies when when they're born are they love being swaddled. Got it. You, All over. All right. Videos. <laughs> We've got the Velcro swaddle. We got the the sack that we put them into. We watched videos on it. That's a, something so you, that everyone kept saying. So I was like, let, let me figure this out. You know what the swaddle represents, right? What it represents? Yes. I assume the womb. The womb, yes. The tightness and, yeah. and being... So my first and third, I didn't need the sack. They were good with the swaddle. They didn't kick out of the swaddle. My middle daughter, oh my God... She, she would kick out of the Velcro. We had to get the Velcro straps, almost like a freaking straitjacket. <laughs> it was pretty comical, but she was uh, she was active, and it was uh, it was interesting. Um, but that's pretty cool. You already you already uh, you yeah. sh you swaddle your wife yet? Not yet, not yet. <laughs> I got I gotta find the blanket that I can fold into a triangle <laughs> triangle that will be able to do the bottom tuck right. Right, we're still looking. So. You should t go home tonight and say, hey, hon, uh, I just want to try and make sure my method is, uh, is sound and <laughs> correct. <laughs> and that's how Sal woos his wife. That's how I woo my wife, yes. I swaddle her first, and then I smack it. <laughs> Not my wife, her ass. <laughs> uh, I think this is what, where we might pause to have a, uh, a bourbon tasting. Rob, would you uh, concur? Rob's in the background giving me the finger. We don't have plexiglass at this studio. Just uh, three guys sitting at the table. This studio's cheap. So this is where we're going to pause for our bourbon tasting. All right, we're back. Yes, I'm that's Rob. Here. You didn't hear him before. He's, he's here. You didn't hear me before. I was monitoring the audio levels. It was our first interview. We wanted to make sure everything was good, and it was my brother. So I let Sal run with that interview. So we are here for our bourbon review. We are in. We are reviewing. What the fuck are we reviewing right now? It is Journeyman. It is potent, but it is corset whips 
and not chains, but whiskey. Yes, and on the label of this is a fine-looking woman who is sporting a, I have no idea, a flapper dress, I guess. I have no idea. And a whip with her leg up in the air. Incredible dexterity by this woman. Is that why you disappeared with the bottle before? I did. <laughs> and this is our second bottle by Journeyman Distillery. The uh, first bottle we reviewed previously, I believe. The Boogie Whip. First, it was Boogie Whip. The first bottle, let me just go to the videotape. Sal gave it a 6.9. I gave it a 7.9. Wow, that's pretty high fucking rating by me. Yeah. Look at that. Oh, yeah. All right. So back to the corset whips and whiskey. That's right, sir. So it is a 100% wheat whiskey made by Journeyman Distillery, as I've already stated. This cast strength single distillation whiskey takes its name from the corsets and buggy whips produced in this historic factory home. A limited release corsets whip. It's a fucking limited release. Are we reviewing yeah, it? Man. What the fuck? Yeah, we're about halfway through the bottle. Fucking going to be. Oh, it's going to be rough tomorrow. <laughs> a limited release corsets, whips, and whiskey showcases the. What the fuck is that word? Terrier. Terrier of local organic soft red wheat. I obviously knew what the word was. It was just interestingly spelled. But Rob's. I mean, we're halfway through the bottle. Halfway so. through the bottle. The proof is 119.3, 59.65% alcohol by volume. We don't know the age. No, no age on it. Interesting. Yeah, I looked it up. I didn't find an age. That's interesting. Did the other one have an age? Uh, the Boogie Whip? I the have Boogie no Whip? idea. I thought it was like a four-year age or Apparently, something Apparently, like I keep writing over the same file. So Yeah, we realized tonight that's how <laughs> I couldn't up. find the... Uh, <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> find the write-up on it, so I fucked up. So the batch size is uh, batch 11, bottle 352. The mash build is 100% wheat. Really? Yep. Oh, interesting. 100% wheat. There are not any awards on this. The color is caramel. 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 <laughs> Whatever you fucking want to pronounce it. I think I agree with that statement. It's a little bit darker, though. No? I put it against the white wall. Or the gray wall, since I repainted these walls. It's a little darker than caramel, no? Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. We're saying it's caramel. Go buy a bottle and you tell us what you think. Exactly. <laughs> so the price point is between 45 and $55. The nose and aroma, are these your notes? Can I give my own notes? Or are these you can your, your own notes. All right. You can do whatever you want. So the nose, let me smell it real quick. I actually, for the, for the potency of this, for the barrel strength, it is an incredible cask strength cask strength so what did i say barrel strength barrel. Nah, cask strength i apologize i think it's the same though <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure it's the same but i was gonna say that <laughs> it's actually not potent oh my it, like it is it's dangerous it is a very very dangerous whiskey it, it has a subtle spiciness to it or maybe a little bit of oak the tasting so I don't get the burn up front. I do get the burn. Don't get me wrong. It's 119 proof. It is, I get like a, um, I said the sal before a maple, but I think it's more of a caramel flavor, almost a sweet flavor. It's it's delicious. It It is, inc- 
a very good tasting bourbon. Bourbon. I'm on my second glass. And I think it's it has the subtle undertones are amazing. Honestly, they, it's a complex taste. It is a very delicious uh, drinking, delicious bourbon. Given the proof that it is 119 proof, um, it is surprisingly, uh, it got a little bit of a burn, but it's surprisingly neat. Um, not neat. It's surprisingly <laughs> smooth. I was going to say we're drinking it neat. But yeah, it's a uh, it's a definitely a good bourbon. But you may continue, sir. Now, are you getting the burn down? I'm not getting the burn down. No, no, it's it's a Me- burn. It, that, it, it mellows out. Yeah, it, it, as my brother said before, he hightailed it out of here. Is the burn stays in your mouth and doesn't really flow down your esophagus or into your chest? It is a honestly a delicious bourbon. I had a couple drops of uh water to that and that might open up some flavor there yeah it may i mean but it's flavorful it is it really is so do you want to give your review before i give my rating um i could yeah so it's hard to tell on the nose because it's such a high proof you get kind of you can't get too close because of the of of the amount of alcohol but i'm gonna honestly say i can't get an aroma on it because of of its high proof, but as far as the tasting, I get the uh, it's it's the burn at the first sip, but then I get the 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 hints of vanilla and caramel, so it's it it's a very delicious uh, tasting bourbon. Finish, although it burns at the first sip, it it does smooth out and it uh, it doesn't burn down your toes, which we've had some shit before that Jesus Christ that. Shit puts hair on your chest, but is a uh, complex, lingering burn, but mellows out. Uh, definitely a bottle I will buy. I know you bought this. Um, it's delicious. I'm, I'm, I honestly pleasantly surprised. Add an, add, add a cube of ice to this, and this is. Oh yeah. Very this, is, this may be a. Uh, I don't want to say nightly, but maybe a weekly one. And it's surprising. It's a hundred percent wheat too. No corn, no barley, no rye. No, it's wheat. That is now, a delicious. It, is this kosher? Because wasn't the other one kosher? Yes, it is. It's hand. It's handmade, organic, Mosa approved. I think it's called. Okay, let me read the back of this. So Journeyman Distillery is located in an eighteen hundreds corset and buggy whip factory in Three Oaks, Michigan. Once a dry town. We feel we've finally added the essential ingredients to a great party. Join us every July for our annual corsets, whips, and whiskey event. I mean, I think we just booked our 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 trip in July. <laughs> I mean, this is the second bottle we're reviewing of theirs, and it's it's delicious. Alexa, book me a trip <laughs> to Journeyman Distillery. So. Uh, do you want to give your ranking or you want me to do mine? You can do yours first. I'm very curious. I am going to give it a 7.2. Not, not as good as the Breckenridge because I gave Breckenridge a 7.3. Um, just below that, uh, it, it's a good bourbon. I like it. it I mean, it, it's... I've had uh, uh, Booker's, which one, one we haven't reviewed yet, 
But Booker's, the proof is up at 126, I think, 126.3, 126.4, something around there. And that, you got to have ice with that. You have you got to put a cube in there. Cube, you it, need like a whole it, nice It block. is strong, man. That burns right down to your toes. I don't like Booker's at all. And I, there's some stuff that may be highly rated by other people. Not a fan of. So for me, I don't know. This is delicious. And I think I have to put it above the Boogie Whip. This may be one of my favorite whiskeys we've had. Wait, hold on. Does that is it, are we surpassing uh, Buffalo Trace? No, the, Buffalo Trace. So the eleven you gave Buffalo Trace. No, Buffalo Trace, you asshole. <laughs> Buffalo Trace was seven five. So Blade and Bow is my highest at an eight point zero. But it's a sweet. Blade and Bow is very sweet. I very much like Blade and Bow, and. Blade and who? Bo. And it's at an 8.0. Oh my God. Did that shit out? So 10 minutes later, I really enjoy Blade and bow. There we go. That's the right word. <laughs> you know how to say it again so I can edit out the previous version I used. <laughs> but I think this is like... So Blade and bow has that sweet taste to it. This is a little bit more complex, but it's delicious. Yes. I, I think you get the sweetness at first, but then it, it mellows out and it gets a, a more of a... Uh, uh, you get the sweetness, but not as sweet as Blade and Bow. Yeah, and I think, I mean, honestly, like everything I've tasted from Journeyman Distillery, I thank God we have the other bottle. I'm, shit, I don't even know. It's, it's almost equal to a Boogie Whip in my mind. All right, so what do we got there, Mister Rob? I think I'm gonna go with. A shit. I think this is going to be a 7.9, too. Yowza. I think it, it's just a little bit south of Blade and Bow. I love the sweet bourbon. Um, but this is delicious. I, I can't lie. So as I, I was very tempted to make it an 8.0 or an 8.1, but I think Blade and Bow has a special place in my heart at this point, and there's only probably a handful of bourbons I feel that are, are superior to it. Look at that. Nice. All right. Well, so, I think that concludes our uh, our episode for tonight. Nick was a wonderful uh, guest, uh, all about expecting fathers. So uh, tune in next time. Yeah. Which we'll be, be talking about something. Not sure exactly what oh, wait, at this point. Wait, but hold on. We missed our dad lesson. Oh, dad lesson. What dad lesson do we have? Dad lesson. What dad lesson do we have? That's a good question. I mean, I have a dad lesson, and you said it already. When you're leave, so if your wife has a C-section, do not fucking look as you leave the room. Yes. Well, no, no. Do not look at your wife. Follow the baby. Yes. Yes. Follow the baby. Look straight ahead. Do not look at your wife. It's very possible you may faint from what you see, depending so, on what type. Unless of- you're a doctor, you shouldn't be looking at that. It it honestly looks like. And this is going to sound horrible, 
but are slaughtered animals sitting on a table with blood everywhere. And that's C-section coming from C-section yes. experience. And and my wife has had three C-sections. I have not experienced uh, natural birth. Um, I've I've seen videos. I think in health class, and it's pretty in disturbing. But yes, C-section. Once they say, I got your child, follow me, follow the nurse, and don't look back. Yeah, and I think we're about to... I agree. I 100% agree with you. I think that's the expectation. And one thing, another dad lesson that we'll incorporate into this is if it is a C-section, you leave the delivery room with the baby. You don't leave the you don't let the baby out of your sight. I believe they run a test on the sugar levels of the baby because I know when my oldest was born, he had to have a formula bottle immediately. Um they I run all kinds of they, Yeah, they, they run all every, kinds of they tests. They do everything. But they they gave him a formula because he something was low and I, I'm not exactly sure what it was. But you have to leave with the baby, make sure the baby is is tagged. That sounds horrible, tagged, but but a bracelet no, yeah. put on them yep. to make sure that your baby is is correctly represented. And make sure they check his Billy Rubin level or her Billy Rubin level. Billy Rubin. Just look that up, Billy Rubin. All right, so we gotta look up Billy Rubin. I'm gonna put that in the liner notes. I have no fucking idea what that is. Is that the is that the jaundice? That's the jaundice. Yeah. Okay, all right. That's just jaundice. So essentially, your baby shouldn't look yellow. Correct. Right. Baby should not be yellow. Yeah. If it's yellow. It is low uh, Billy Rubin. So it was great having an expecting father on the podcast. I think it's really important for those of you dads out there following us uh, or those of you expecting dads who are following us to really hear from a dad who is going through it. Sal and I are so far removed from that at this point. I'm 11 years. Yeah. No, your youngest is nine, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. So nine years. My youngest is seven. And even in talking to my brother, you know, things change from from that point. Like there's different cribs, there's different, um, you know, car seats, there's different everything. Like it, it changes so quickly. So I think it's very important that you hear from an expecting dad, hear what he's doing. Though it's funny that the same book is used. Yeah, oh, it's amazing. Yeah. What it's to expect same. when expected. Yeah. I know there's also a dad version of that too. There. Never seen it. I gotta look. I thought I had it, so I'll look and see. But definitely, what to expect when expecting. If you're an expecting father, you should read it. I think I made it through like two chapters before I kind of mailed it in from that. I um, I, I yeah, I think I did the same thing. Two or three chapters. A friend of mine, he actually uh, he read through the whole thing. He said when he was uh, alone time in the uh, sitting on the porcelain <laughs> throne there, he uh, he went through it and finished it. That's when that's when he read it. That's pretty funny. Um, and I think that's pretty much everything at this point. It's a wrap. All, All right. right. Later. Thank you.